Welcome to Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. We give vitalistic chiropractors a chance to learn from the best around the world, discovering how they overcame their challenges and achieved success. In order for chiropractic to thrive, we must have thriving chiropractors. Now listen up, it's time to crush the curse. Hey podcast listeners, what are you going to be doing February 15th and 16th when it's the freezing cold winter? Well, we know what we're going to do. We're having what's called the shift unplugged and we're going to have a group of chiropractors. We already got quite a few coming going down to Scottsdale, Arizona. We're going to have a few uh, shifter share sessions. So we have an hour and a half on, on Friday. We have two sessions on Saturday so you can kind of stay in play. A uh, little bit of inspiration and then you can hang out with the rest of the chiropractors or bring your family and go do something fun on the side. So if you want to get some more information about that, go to www.trueconceptseminars.com and we hope to see you in Scottsdale in February. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Underdog Curse for Vitalistic Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald and today I get to go to the Windy City down to Chicago and I get to meet a really <laughs> yeah. amazing guy who I met at the Wave. Uh, we were kind of going, uh, you know, uh, in between sessions, sometimes you go and have a beer and, uh, <laughs> I heard these guys talk, having this argument between Kobe, Kobe and, and LeBron and, uh, and I, I immediately was on the LeBron side. And so we, became, we kind of connected right away. So I want to, uh, yeah. welcome Dr. Frank Vaught to the, to the podcast. Welcome. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to whatever time zone you're in and, Whenever you're watching, I'm glad to be here, man. Definitely excited to be on the show and uh, looking forward to working with you in the future. That's awesome. Now, um, he, like uh, Dr. Frank has an has amazing story because we, we, we ended up there chatting for quite a while and uh, I was like, man, I got to get him on the podcast because we talk about underdog curse, uh, breaking through the underdog curse. Like, you know, there's some people like me where I didn't really have an external environment that was really underdog. Like we didn't have money growing up. I was just all in my head like worried about it, but there's some people that grow up actually in, in tough areas. So, so I, I really want to share this message um, because I think it's really important. So like I like to do with all my guests, um, maybe just start off telling us how you got into chiropractic in the first place. Oh, wow. So uh, what well, that's an interesting, really interesting story. Um, uh, well, one of the, a lot of, a lot of people ask me about chiropractic, uh, especially, you know, being a young kid from Detroit. I, my mother was diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis when I was six years old. Uh, multiple sclerosis, if you don't know, it's an autoimmune disorder. Um, it's oftentimes called MS, and it actually has like plaquings all over the brain until your body shuts down, like totally, because uh, these plaques are tracks that go throughout your body. And, um, you know, throughout life, I would watch uh, my mother, I mean, trying and trying and trying, um, you know, going from doctor to doctor to doctor uh, and having faith in these doctors um, and these doctors given everything that they had um, and trying every tool that they had. And um, uh, none of them had the key to the riddle there, Doc. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to use a, a, a discipline of healthcare um, that could help and support um, my mother and having a higher state of health. And uh, when I found out about chiropractic, I, I went and actually inspected it. And I thought it was amazing because it was dealing directly with the nervous system and amen <laughs> I, you know, I, I watched her body just totally deteriorate and it was normal and that was what it was called in our, in our medical system it was normal for her to deteriorate or degenerate or or, or slowly uh, die away 
Uh, but in chiropractic, it was it, chiropractic was about life mm-hmm. and about and, and about uh, changing and transforming. And um, it led me right into it. And, and um, I heard the stories of of what it did with, uh, you know, multiple sclerosis, autoimmune disorders and so many different things. And I had never heard it in my community and never heard these type of things. And I began when I first start practicing treating these conditions, Doc, and I have amazing results. I um, so wish that I could have been there earlier, but it's uh, definitely a reason why I'm so passionate about uh, chiropractic, especially bringing it into communities like mine who don't even know what they don't know about chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your mom's probably just proud as ever sitting over your shoulder going, you go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> in heaven. Well, she's in heaven right now, so yep. definitely, definitely, definitely. Excellent. So um, I, I always like, because everyone knows I, I played basketball, and that's the whole reason I became a chiropractor, because chronic tendonitis for four years. Never heard about anything about chiropractic, and then when I first did, first I was mad because no one ever told me about chiropractic. But um, but I was telling Frank that anytime I have a chance to talk about basketball, I do. So. We're in the we're in, we're in the in the at the hotel there having a conversation about LeBron and and uh, Kobe, and uh, and so then I asked him I said did you play basketball and he said no I didn't and uh, and 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 I was wondering if you could just share with the listeners the story of why you never played basketball again. Oh yeah, that, we talked about that. Yeah. You know, um, in, in, in my neighborhood, uh, you know, I had a neighborhood where I grew up where you know Jalen Rose and Chris Webber. Um, it was it was great, great, great. Basketball was a huge, huge uh, staple in my community, uh, and everybody played. I actually played um, at the court right next to uh, where I grew up at, where uh, these guys used to show up. I mean, you talking about players from all around. I mean, they would come literally, especially when the like the Big Ten schools would come from um, out of the. They'd stop by this court, and um, and you know, um, I, I I loved basketball. I'm terrible at it actually. <laughs> Uh, but, there's a, but there's a reason I uh, when I was about maybe about 11 years old, I was uh, on a basketball court and I was playing with uh, the, this this young guy and he was a gang member and um, and and he was uh, he was beating me. I think he was beating me pretty bad. Um, so we were playing. I checked the ball to him and I threw it hard at him and uh, and the ball hit him in the chest. And, and I guess it hurt him or whatever. I mean, and and, and so. So he he, uh, he he got pretty upset and he walked up on me and he told me I needed to leave and and I told him that I wasn't going to leave and because uh, I guess I was you know, I really wanted to cause, but my little brother was there so I was trying to be tough trying to be trying to be strong <laughs> yeah I said I can't look bad in front of my little brother you know what I mean? <laughs> he's going to lay down so um so uh, he told me he said okay well you don't got to leave I'm going to go get my friends and and we're going to go to your house and we're going to shoot it out. Oof. And so I told my little brother to go in the house and lay on the floor and get my mom. And, and uh, I told him to lean a table against the door in case bullets came in. And I went outside and um, I sat on the end of, a, a, of my corner in front of my house because I didn't want him to run up in my house or anything. And, um, and he came up with a group of guys, you know, and I guess I, I was sitting there praying, hoping that, <laughs> hoping that, that nothing would happen. Exactly. And, uh, and he came up and he said, you know what, you, you know, you're a real cool guy. Uh, he said, all, all of the guys that was with him, he said, we, we just want to play. You know, we, let's just go back out there and go to the court and play. You know, I want to squash it and, and, and things like that. And I said, no, I'm cool. And I really wasn't interested in basketball too much more after that. So I, I didn't really it. play and pursue it or didn't, it really wasn't that as fun. Just with the fear of thinking that something could have, you know, happened to my mother or, or, or something that could have happened to my brother for me. 
you know, being um, a little bit over aggressive and, and, and causing a fight. So I just kind of, I kind of cut from there. And you know what? Um, Isaiah Thomas and Detroit Bad Boys, they used to beat, the, you know, Chicago really bad and <laughs> they beat everybody else real bad, you know. And the, those bad boys, those Detroit Pistons or something else, you know. So yeah. I just kind of fell in love with watching them. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're a basketball fan. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> now, now, you have another cool, well, not a cool story, but it's a very interesting story. Like when you're 16 years old, and I wonder if you could share um, that was kind of your um, kind of a negative run in personally with the medicine. And we wonder if you could oh, share that story. Definitely. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't even say it was negative because it's so common, Dr. D. Um, and and, um, and, it's, and it's, it's the actual statistic more yeah. so than it is, the, um, than it is anything negative. Um, the, the, the only negative thing that probably was, was happening is that there weren't the chiropractors out there in the communities like mine trying to educate doctors, I mean, young people or or, or, or people, period, on how to have a body the way God designed it and how to have good health. Yeah. When I was, um, I was 16 years old and, and I, um, I got this terrible pain in my stomach. And um, I went from specialist to specialist to specialist. So I, I went to three different specialists. Mm-hmm. And then the third specialist that I went to, each one of them gave me a, a different medication. And uh, each one of them made me sick and the pain in my stomach wasn't going away. So the, the last one I went to, Doc, uh, he told me, he said, you know what, you have appendicitis. Uh, your appendix is going to explode and it's going to be poison all over your body. You're going to get sick. You're going to die. And I'm a 16-year-old kid. I believe that, you know. So they told me I had to stay in the hospital and, and, uh, and, and in the morning I'd go into emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, upon that, I, I went into the, um, the hospital for the surgery. Um, they tied my arms and legs down. They say because I would, hopefully, I wouldn't wake up, you know, during the surgery. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Right. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's what they were really hoping because the uh, I guess the anesthesiologist made a mistake. I uh, put too much anesthesia in me, a chamber, and my heart collapsed. Uh, my lungs began to fill up with blood, and I passed away. Now, um, the studies were a few years ago, over 30 to 40,000 people die in hospitals uh, due to medical mistakes, yeah. you know, yearly. And uh, some of them are our loved ones yeah. and our family members, and they leave here before their time. Well, that was me when I was 16 years old. You know, glory be to God, I was brought back. But it's uh, one of the reasons why I, uh, with my patients, I, um, I'm principled with their health, and I'm, and I, and I'm very serious about it. And, um, and if they don't take it serious, I make sure I, I refer them to, to someone that, um, that can take the level of intensity that they need uh, because health is such a huge priority uh, to myself and, and my family and my practice members. Oh, yeah. And by the way, um, come to find out, you know, it, it was gas. You know, um, I woke up in the midst of that surgery and I remember being a tube in every orifice of my body and they were pumping medication in me just to push out the medication that was in me Whoa. and um and i just remember these tubes and and, and all of these this stuff coming out of me and i was i was looking at my when i looked up i think one of the people i saw was my uh my little brother and he was looking through, looking through the glass window you know and he was just crying and um and i just you know had this tube in my mouth and i like i just smiled you know and uh I think about, you know, the people that um, don't get an opportunity to come back 
and I'm thankful for God's grace for allowing me another opportunity to to be back here too, but I knew that I was ordained to be a principal chiropractor and not a pill pusher or, or an organ, organ slitter or whatever. <laughs> organ slitter, yeah. No organ slitters. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an appendix anymore and there was nothing wrong with mine. That's I had gas. Crazy. Oh, I, I need my appendix. My appendix is supposed to be somehow disposing of waste in my body, but the doctors told me, oh, you don't need this. It's yeah. a useless organ, you know, so. Wow. Definitely. Uh, that's my story. Uh, morning glory. That's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But so you're, uh, you're, you're a miracle too. You're a miracle. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we all are, we, yeah. we all are, we're all magnificently and wonderfully made. We're all mir- I'm, a, I'm definitely, um, I feel like I'm a miracle. Uh, I feel like I'm a miracle sometimes. <laughs> some people so it's just a miracle be alive and then you're a double miracle so there you go <laughs> you're a double miracle a double miracle <laughs> so um I, you spent some time in the army um kind of tell me because like growing up in that area was a pretty tough area and then and then kind of was army like a way to kind of get out of it or was it just you wanted to do it or how did how did you make up that decision to go in the army well, you know what I um I uh, when I graduated from college, uh, I was I was I knew that I wanted to to go to chiropractic school, but I knew it was going to be an entire year um, before I would be able to to go to school, and I just I had a son, and uh, my son was about a month old, and it was a year before I had to go to school, and I said, man, you know, if I get out of college and I go home and something was to happen to me. Um, what would I do for my son? What would I leave him? Um, what what kind of legacy could I, I give him? And the only thing I could think about was, I mean, I could work, but if something were to happen to me, that would be it. I said, well, you know, the Army has uh, a $250,000 life insurance policy. And my brother was telling me about it. He said, why don't you just go to the Army? I'm going. And I said, you know, I said, well, it can't be any worse than two-a-days. You know, football camp, you know, for football, you know, and, and it was the season coming around. And um, and, and I said, you know, um, I, I, I definitely want to serve my country. But one of the biggest reasons I did it for was because uh, I, I had a son. And, I, yeah. and if something would happen to me and just going back home to, the, you know, back home, I'm from Detroit. And um, if, if I weren't to return or if something were definitely uh, were to happen out of character, I, I would would want to uh, make sure that it'd be me doing something in service than um, something in sitting. Mm-hmm. So definitely. So how long did you do that for? Eight years. I was in the military, eight years, eight years on um, army reserve. Um, but I loved it. I, I, I got yeah. it. I loved it. I had a fun time serving. Um, I met some of the most phenomenal people. There was some of them, the, the greatest times uh, of my life. Uh, it was a great time. Um, but you know what, Doc, when you find out anything that you're doing, when you're um, doing it in service, you know, and, and, you, and you're immersing yourself in it, you, you, you're going to have a blast. You're going to get things out of it, and, uh, and it's going to create some great value. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so was it harder than two days, or was it easier? The, oh, the you training. know what, uh, uh, the, the training. <laughs> I never you went to it. <laughs> I, I, had, I had fun, you know. I mean, it, it, it was it was a lot of fun for me. It was it was hard in two days, but it was it was see two days. It was almost the same every day. 
basically every day you woke up in basic training, it was something different. Right. You know, and then and it, it, was, it was another challenge. And then that was that was fun for me. That was so much fun. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was hungry all the time, but I mean, you know, they you know, they got a couple minutes to eat. But I mean, it was a uh, it, it was a blast. It was a blast. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. That's awesome. So so where did you go to chiropractic school? I went to Logan College of Chiropractic uh, in uh, Chesterfield, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, that was a great experience uh, as well. Would have liked to have got a lot more of the philosophy, but um, um, I did get philosophy from a lot of the organizations that I, um, that I uh, you know, w- um, continue to be around, um, the, the, the ones that poured into me, uh, friends, uh, even delts. I would hang with seminars I, uh, I went to, so that was I recommend to any student um, or new doc to make sure that you uh, just continue to fill yourself up with it because I, I definitely owe a lot of my success to it. That's awesome. So when you, so when you heard about the chiropractic, when you learned about chiropractic, you kind of learned about that vitalistic message at the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And then you went to yeah. school and then like a lot of schools, they're a little bit more mechanistic and more kind of pain-based. And, mm-hmm. and so did, did you deliberately surround yourself with, uh, try to find more kind of wellness or vitalistic chiropractors to hang around with. Is that did you do that purposely? You know, I, you know, and that that's a, that's a, a great question. Um, see, Doctor D, I already had a philosophy about how the body healed. Mm-hmm. I believe God healed the body a long time ago, um, <laughs> whether I did anything or not. You know, right. <laughs> chiropractic just gave it a name and yeah. made intelligence. Totally. And, uh, and 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 the act of chiropractic, the adjustment, is just the action behind the faith. So if you got the faith and the innate and the action behind it and faith without works is dead. And, and uh, I mean, you got the, the faith and the action. I mean, it just went hand in hand. And then to, to actually be able to do something and work with something that you can't see, right. that you can't prove exists, that you can't see, and you have to believe in it. You know, it was easy for me to do that, being that I am a believer. Yeah. And uh, so it just, it just, it just, it just worked hand in hand and it, it made the uh, transition of just everything I've done in life uh, to, to where I'm at now. So it was, it was an easy transition. So philosophy, when I, when I first began to hear of it, or it made a lot of sense to me. Um, it made, it made a tremendous amount of sense. And um, I just took it and ran with it. And I, once I heard Dr. Schiffman oh, yeah. uh, for the first time, you know, that was just, I mean, that was life-changing, um, just uh, to hear him with uh, Get the Big Ideal coaching. Um, and if you've ever met Dr. Schiffman, and I'm pretty sure you have, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's a powerful, powerful, powerful speaker, powerful guy, and um, uh, one of the best chiropractic uh, coaches that I've ever had. That's cool. And so, you, again, we have lots of the chiropractic students that listen to the podcast. So would you recommend them just get out and see as many seminars as you can and try to surround yourself? Definitely. Well, um, you know, I would, def- I would recommend them to get out and see as many um, seminars and, and go to offices. But, I mean, if, if I'm talking about uh, specific uh, seminars to go to, make sure you're surrounding yourself by principal docs, um, docs that, uh, that actually practice um, on the basis on the philosophy of chiropractic. Because it's good to be able to, to really be able to hone in on, on the essence of, of pure chiropractic to be able to focus out of the philosophy of it and have the foundation of that because then everything else can just be the trees that fall off the fruit. But when you got the foundation, the roots can grow deep 
and yeah. then you can have strength and integrity in what you do and the message that you give and your ability to be able to be an effective um, chiropractor. That's awesome. That's cool. So, so you graduated and uh, what made you go to Chicago? Like, did you go to Chicago right after school? Yeah. Well, my, um, Chicago went right to Chicago after school. I fell in love with Chicago when I came. I, um, at first I was looking at Missouri. I was looking at uh, Texas. I was looking at, um, um, Michigan. Um, and then when, um, I went to Missouri, I, I didn't want to stay there. And then my wife didn't like Detroit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, um, so I, uh, I went to Chicago and I kind of fell in love with it. I love the diversity. Yeah. I love the, uh, I love the climate. And, uh, one of the things I did too, uh, doc, cause I did statistics. And what I found out was that there were about 7 million people in Chicago at that time. Yeah. Now there's like uh, 11 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and it was a growing city. But what I found out about those uh, 7 million people, 70% of them had diabetes, um, hypertension, high blood pressure, and heart disease. Wow. And uh, what I wanted to do was be able to go there and be an impact, um, be able to change a statistic uh, or be a part of something bigger in community, in nation. And uh, that was one of the biggest reasons why I chose Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Not just because you you didn't really like Isaiah Thomas. You liked Chicago, you liked uh, Jordan. Better. No, no, it wasn't Jordan. It wasn't, no. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, so when you when you started in Chicago, did you just go uh, and did you associate at first or open your own practice or how, how did you start? Well, uh, when I started in Chicago, I um, uh, well, I was I went through a coaching program, one of those programs that's supposed to teach you how to have high volume and and um. And I went out there and I uh, lived in uh, my Roach Motel. A friend of mine got transferred from um, Ford and and stayed in a a motel. They paid for it. So he had two beds in it. So I stayed in one of them. And I would go out during the day and um, doing prospecting, looking for a place, uh, clients. I mean, looking for uh, prospective places to practice and doing demographics. And then um, I found a place. Um, I would work by day in Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks uh, by drawing up plans. And when I finally found a place, um, after about a month of searching, um, I actually started doing the build-out, helping do the build-out. I was able to talk to a landlord because I, I was just so stressed. And I was sitting in a parking lot across the street in this in this, in this, uh, in this um in this building because I was calling about this other uh, space and I just said, Lord, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm like, I've been looking for weeks. I'm like, I'm, I'm just sick and tired. I almost had tears in my eyes. And uh, I think I did. But, um, but uh, you know, after <laughs> I looked up and all of a sudden I saw the sign right across the street. And I said, I'm going to try that spot over there. So I got up, went over there, talked to the guy. Uh, he happened to be in the building. And, uh, you know, one of the things he asked me, I'll never forget is, I said, he asked me, um, well, you've got this big plan you got. He said, where are your patients? And I said, they're everywhere. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said look out there on that busy street. Everybody that drives by is a patient. And, you know, he, I, but he said, and I asked him years later, I said, he said he, he ended up giving me the space. He ended up doing the build out and he ended up uh, giving me three months uh, I was able to talk him into giving me three months. I told him that it usually takes 90 days to get insurance payments to pay three months rent. And yeah. he, um, 
and 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 uh, and uh, and, it, and it's been been magic from there. I asked him why he let me get that place. I asked him why he let me get that place. Um, you know, because I said I wouldn't have never done that. Some guy just gave him a lease. Right. And he said he said because when you talked to me, you were so sure in what you said that you were going to do. Yeah. That I believed it and I saw it in your eyes. And you know, and I and I just I call it God's grace. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like he said, your certainty, your certainty drew me to that. So um, just to say to anybody out there. If you're working hard and and you're going through something and it seems like, you know, all you're meeting is barriers, your breakthrough is definitely coming. And sometimes it's not the things that are normal that happen that are going to give you the uh, the actual um, the, the, the method that you need to, to have the success that you want. But it's going to be something in the out of the ordinary. So oftentimes outside of the box is probably the most comfortable place for you and one of the best places to be because out of the ordinary oftentimes yeah. is the extraordinary. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. And so like when you open your practice, um, you know, there's people here who who be listening to this show that maybe just open their practice. And what did you do to kind of get rolling at, at first to get, oh, to get the, I, I, I well, I, I did a talk everywhere I was at. If I was in the gas station, I was talking about chiropractic. If I was, if I was going to a, a car lot, I did, I did talks in, um, in weddings, rehearsals. <laughs> I did a talk at a wedding rehearsal. But did <laughs> I would you? Go to, I, oh, I, cause I would go places and I would meet people and I'd be like, Hey, I want to come do a talk. And they're like, it's a wedding rehearsal. You sure? I'm like, yes. So I would go do a talk. <laughs> I would go. I would go do talks, and uh, I remember forgetting. I went to a mechanic's place, and they were the tires were coming down, and it was like five guys in there. And I ran up, and I was getting my my tire changed, and and I said, "Hey, can I talk to you guys real quick?" So all the guys that weren't doing anything, I pulled them over in the corner, and I talked to them. I got two patients out of it, and by, that was all why my build out was going on. So I would have this list of names, and when I opened up, I had this list of names, and I and I called them all. And my very first week opening, um, I think I had about a hundred names. I think we saw twenty people. Wow! Uh, my first week, and it's just been um, it's been kind of rolling there. Um, but it was it was just uh, constant um, progression and moving forward. When I when I opened, I didn't have a computer. I didn't have a phone. I didn't. All I had was my adjusting tables and a, a couple of balls sitting on the floor. And. Uh, <laughs> And I, I would have to run next door to use the phone at my at my landlord's office because I didn't even have a phone. But I had patients. Right. So some yeah. doctors have every piece of equipment in the office and yeah. don't have patients in there. Yeah, I know. You gotta get the order right. <laughs> so I, I was I was happier with patients, but I mean I, but it's um it's possible. It's yeah. possible. Yeah, you don't have you don't want to wait to get any patients or practice. You got to get the paint. See, some docs are trying to get the paint scheme right. Yeah, you know, so, so, some docs are some docs are trying to get the fish tank, the, the right the right fish in the fish tank. Um, you know, I, I, it's, sometimes it's just what, what the office is for is to see the people. Yeah. Well, they, you know, I, I did hear there's those special attractor fish that bring in people if you get the right numbers. <laughs> Email them to me. Email them yeah. to me. 
so so once you got rolling, you've been in practice. How many years have you been in practice now? I think 15 years now. 15, 15 years. years. Yeah. Had, had, like, again, this has happened to a lot of people I've talked to, but you get to the point where you get rolling and then did you ever get kind of burnt out and kind of lose the self-care thing? You know what? I um, at, at a point in time, I was in a partnership um, and we had uh, four locations. Because when I opened this um, office um, a few, few years after that, I, I got with um, – uh, a partner, another doctor, and we partnered. We opened a few more offices, and and we, we had a lot of different docs. Um, some going and leaving, and keeping up with the docs, and managing expectations, and um, and insurance laws changing, and 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 um, and then picking up another partner, and then operating out of outside of my own values and my own value system. Um, you know, it can be draining when you're not living. Um, uh, you know who you designed to be, what you, what you designed for in your own personal mission. That was the draining part. Um, and one of the things is, is just not getting rest. Yeah. Uh, not getting that, uh, that personal time. Um, Cause you, you gotta have all of the aspects, the physical, the mental, the spiritual. And when you're missing any of those aspects, it can be draining. So if, um, if a docs out there getting burnt out uh, or, so for docs out there that uh, that that seems like that all that they do is work, uh, it's literally okay to take time for yourself. Because um, the more time that you actually take for yourself, the the more value you'll see in 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 you, and then all of a sudden your practice members will, your staff will, uh, your creativity will change. You you'll be more attractive um, in in your efforts uh, of growing your practice. And um, be becoming the person that you love more, um, so you literally fall back in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, the better you take care of yourself, the better things around you take care of you. And uh, you drain yourself out. You'll you'll see that the people in your world, in your environment, and the space that you create begins to be that same way. It, uh, yeah, an energy abyss, an energy abyss. You know, yeah. I mean, and and everything around you is like that. Um, take that time to take, to be in silence. Uh, take that time to exercise for yourself. Uh, take that time to be in uh, prayer and meditation. Take the time to be with your family. Um, go on vacations. Um, something that you love to do thoroughly and just thoroughly immerse yourself in it. Throw yourself in it. Enjoy it. I mean, because one of my biggest things I say to my practice members is um, you only get to live one time on this rock. Yeah. So you might as well enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And that's in practice too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Um, I, I always like to, I, I, I call it my Terminator question. Um, it, it, <laughs> Don't the, kill me now. No, 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 no. I want to walk away from this interview. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good one. This is a good one. So in Terminator, um, okay. he goes back in, in the past. And so if okay. you could travel okay. back in time and talk to yourself right when you graduated. So, you know, you just got your graduate diploma and you're wow. just walking down the street and you could meet yourself. What would you tell, what would you tell, what kind of bits of advice would you tell yourself if you could talk to yourself going back in time? Oh, wow. Um, keep the course, stay passionate, uh, trust your gut, stay in prayer about your decisions more and watch who you trust mm -hmm. um, 
with the things that are dearest to you. Um, you, you always gotta, you, especially chiropractors are some of the people that have some of the biggest hearts. And, uh, and sometimes we can just, uh, just give a lot of our time and energy and efforts away, but we, our time is so valuable. Uh, and in order for us to really utilize our time properly to help more people, to reach more people, and to, um, and to throw it into the things that we value most so we can have a life of impact, not just a life that impacts, but a life of impact. Right. Um, you know, we need to do that. So uh, those would be the things that I would, that I would, that I would say. That's cool. So, I love, I love that question. Cause you should like go back and be like, be a dad, be a, be a dad to yourself. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if I, I would, cause I would walk up, on, on, up to myself back then. I, I was uh, I was I was ready back then. I was ready to do anything and everything. I was it, it, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been nothing you couldn't have told me that wasn't possible. Um, yeah, it, it would have been uh, it would have been a long complication. That was a, a thick-headed, stubborn guy. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> right? Thank goodness. Right, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> so, so uh, the next stage I always like to go in is I like to talk about leadership. So a lot of times when you know you get your practice going, you get rolling, um, and then you know you have that calling to give back to the profession. And I was wondering if you could tell the listeners a little bit about how you've been how you've been mentoring other chiropractors and and, and maybe go into how that started. Oh yes, um, awesome, awesome. Just starting off, I um, really going around talking to docs. Uh, so I, when I told you about the offices that we had, we had uh, doctors in them, and um, really looking at working with docs, it was pretty exciting. And uh, so when I went back into practicing and I sold the, the clinics um, and I closed down one of them and sold the other two. Um, myself um, and a couple of my partners, Dr. Everett and um, Dr. Tipler, uh, with Evolve Chiropractic. Man, I can't wait to meet these guys, man. There's, there's, some, there's some of the most interesting. And actually, what, both of them actually play basketball. Oh, sweet. They both, they both play collegiate basketball. So we got we to gotta get you out on the court with those guys. Uh -oh. and I'm, 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 I'm going to watch. You know, so <laughs> no, I, might, I might actually play with you guys, but but uh, I mean, but it's um we started Evoke Chiropractic Coaching, um, and it's to support minorities and having successful practices in minority uh, communities, and it's um for anybody to get coached, but designed to support minorities in getting chiropractic in the community so they can have success, and so that that reach can go in there, ultimately. Because an underserved community and, a, and one that is served, if you can take an underserved one and, and, and make it served and then you have two served ones, you can actually start a tipping point and the ability for chiropractic to flourish, which can cause a shift and a change in our community and having a higher state of health. And the statistics show that in higher states of health, there's lower crime rates, there's, uh, there's higher rates of uh, spirituality, there's higher rates in, um, in people being and staying and keeping married, there's, there's lower rates in, in mental, um, mental conditions. So uh, it can be a huge shift in the change. And um, that could be one of the biggest things, um, I think. Uh, I believe that if I can cause a shift in a change as, as coming up with an ideal or something that can impact the future so that my daughters and my, and my sons and my wife, you know, when we're not here anymore, um, the world be a better place, you know, that we've done something. But when you know something, when you know better, you're supposed to do better. And because I know the power of chiropractic, what it can do, how it can impact, you know, I want to be a, a part of the solution, you know, and not 
keep my mouth closed and stay a part of the problem. Yes. Cool. Now, because you, you, because you mentor and coach quite a few chiropractors, um, what's kind of one of the, what what do you think is one of the biggest challenges that you find um, when you're helping out, say young docs or or like, is it mindset or like, what are the kind of things that you see kind of coming up, up and again that you're helping them with? Well, um, I think it's, you know, and you remember being in chiropractic school, you know, when you're in school, you're so focused on, and sometimes the curriculum um, keeps you so focused on, um, the, the actual books and the actual um, what goes on in the classroom that, uh, that a lot of the students don't realize that it, the majority of what chiropractic is is the ability to be able to c- connect with humanity yeah. and have an open heart. Um, communication is one of the biggest things because it, um, we believe that you know, we know this stuff that's so important and everybody else is supposed to know it. But our biggest, but our biggest job is to be teachers. Uh, doctor, doctor means teacher, mm-hmm. um, not a performer of a specific thing, but um, uh, a person that goes in and not only shifts the spine but actually shifts the mind. Yeah. Uh, because healing starts from within, above, down, inside out, and and we start removing the first subluxation or interference when we be able to communicate uh, the truth about you know health to a person in their mind and not just um, scarring what they've been knowing or, or degrading what they do know, but uh, communicating in a way that uh, supports them and seeing it clearly and, and it helps them to have um, a lot more insight on how they can have a better life. That's cool. Now, for people who are interested in, in, in learning more information about your coaching group, do you, do you guys have a website or something like that? Or oh, Definitely, definitely. Yeah. You, can, um, you can email us at evoke chiropractic coaching at gmail.com which is evoke chiropractic coaching uh, at gmail.com or you can go to our website at evoke chiropractic.com and you can connect with us um and we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions anything we're here uh, facebook is a real good way to get us at evoke chiropractic on facebook um because that's what everybody's on Facebook all the time. And then, you know, we get the alerts on our phone. It's easy to, to do that. So, I mean, if you want to reach us, you want to reach out and touch us or, or talk to one of us, we'll be, I'll be down at uh, Parker this uh, weekend. We'll be at TCC in a few weeks. November, we'll be out at Cleveland uh, talking. Um, and so we're, we stay um, on the ground, on the floor, reaching out to the students. Um, and we're going to continue to do that. Um, because that's what it takes to call something different. Um, when Jesus, when he first started teaching Christianity, he walked from village to village to village to village to village to village. He didn't keep his feet still, and he showed his face. So I'm nowhere near in his credentials, uh, but I, I kind of like to watch what great folks do yeah. That would be a pretty good venture. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so, so that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. So um, in closing, I always like to leave the last few minutes uh, just for all of my guests, just to um, give some words of wisdom, inspiration. We always say there's people out there that might feel like, like an underdog. Uh, they might be a little bit burnt out, a little stagnant, or you know, maybe they're just driving to work, uh, want to just get jazzed up to see their people for the day. And I was wondering, yeah. what, what would you like to leave the people with? You know, being a chiropractor is uh, definitely uh, a profession where if, even if you didn't know you were chosen, you were chosen. Um, being an underdog is a very special thing 
because the reason why people oftentimes are underdogs are because they're unique individuals. Yeah. Um, and, and underdogs oftentimes are the ones that have always had to fight harder. Uh, the ones that have had to stand, they stood out more, so they had to be more elusive. Um, being an underdog really means actually being uh, someone that is a barrier breaker. Um, and because you are that, it actually makes you uh, an overachiever, uh, an overdog. If you, if, 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 there you <laughs> go. If you catch my, if you catch my drift. Yeah. It, it, um, but I mean, you got to be excited about the things that actually um, make you the underdog or make you feel as if um, you have lack because those are the very best things that actually bring you out and make you do things or create things that have never been here ever before. It was always underdogs that have, uh, in history, um, that have had thoughts or ideologies that everybody thought were foolish or crazy and they were kicked out. Um, I mean, I, nobody wants to hear the story again about Michael Jordan getting cut or Rosa Parks sitting on a bench or, yeah, or, or yeah. Mother Teresa um, be, being impoverished but in touch in so many lives. I mean, these are stories and it shows that the underdog is actually the overdog. So yeah. if you are the underdog and you're listening to me, hey, raise your head up high put your paws up on the shelf and bark and holler at the moon because right now you're going to the top, baby. You're going That's to the good. top. <laughs> you, can hear Lux, you can hear Lux, our dog in the background. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's going, amen. <laughs> to the overdogs, baby. The overdogs, baby. The overdogs. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, I, I love your story and I'm sure it's going to help. It's going to inspire a lot of people. So thanks so much for being on the show. Man. Pleasure meeting you, man. Had a good time with you. Looking forward to getting back with you. Excellent. So everybody out there, we, you know, super inspiring stories about keeping, keeping the service to a high level and uh, it's going to be us that's going to change the world. Um, so just like always, get out there and crush the curse. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you receive value from this episode, please take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. If you know a fellow chiropractor that could benefit from this message, please share it with them. Because it's my goal to provide you with great content, please contact me if you have any questions at drdonmcdonald.com or find me on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.